Hello. Well, it's another one of those uh, drunken rant videos, except I don't get drunk. I have half a glass of wine while I have a, a little chat with you guys. I think the video is a bit messed up. But actually, I'm going to start off just by showing you that I have finally achieved my study. So there's a little look. You got a an old typewriter there, which is brilliant actually. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna show you this bit because it's just awesome. So you know the QWERTY typewriters, which this one is, by the way, because you can still see it's QWERTY typewriter. So that is just kind of not cool. But what is cool is this mechanism here, which um, has got a wheel that goes that is inside here. And just give me a second while I that out there you go and if you can see this wheel has got all the letters on there and the wheel goes on here yeah the wheel goes on there so that when you push a key it the whole wheel goes down and strikes the paper this means that this keyboard um, you can type as fast as you like and the keys don't get jammed, which was the original reason why the QWERTY keyboard was invented, by the way. The QWERTY keyboard was invented because it slowed people down, because it's, it's a sort of a natural uh, way of, of placing the, the keys. Now, this, um, um, this keyboard here is not a QWERTY keyboard. And... Well, or originally, sorry, this typewriter didn't have a QWERTY keyboard. It had one of the the faster keyboards. But unfortunately, by by the time this one came about, um, it wasn't marketed as well or whatever. So, so the uh, the QWERTY keyboard was already considered the standard. So the second, I think, or maybe the third of these. Uh, of these uh, typewriters were made with a QWERTY keyboard even though you didn't need it because you know it was faster and this is fully functional it works you know uh, you can type a book with it if you want uh, I tried to type a short story in it um, I've got a couple more typewriters up here there's an Olivetti in there I think and a um, an English one I forgot the the, the Royal oh, I can't remember but anyway there's a couple in there when I get a bit more of a chance I'll put them on display and there's my uh, world domination map um, the other original world domination map this is an interesting piece of work because it's uh, it's an old scale I think it works except I'm not 100% sure because I can't see through this uh, little optical piece which uh, by looking through there it sh sh should you should be able to see through here and through a lens there to make sure that everything is aligned properly Anyway, um, I knew a guy in South African engineer that had one of these and you can weigh with one of these old things, you can actually weigh the weight of the ink on the signature of a business card. Will you'll be able to pick, pick up that weight on one of these and it's fully analog, you know, it's all mechanical weights and so on. So pretty interesting. Um, all my old furniture here that, uh, Vintage furniture that's uh, cost me a lot less than if I'd bought brand new one from Ikea or whatever. Um, I think I've shown you guys this before. My old sort of collection of, of ancient bits and pieces of stuff. This is an interesting piece. Because this was a, 
a bullet that was given to me by uh, some of my colleagues on a job that I worked on uh, when they were digging out the ground in Gunsbury Park. And uh, they found a bunch of, of, um, of ammunition there uh, later. You know, they found that first one and they just gave it to me as a bit of a joke. But um, they've, seen, they've since found an archaeologically uh, significant find of ammunition there. And that's all ammunition, German ammunition, um, which was the first smokeless powder. And it's in Gunsbury Park when it was owned by the Rothschilds. So a bit of a weird one, that. Um, and then up here, you know, I've also got the uh, map made from photographic satellite pictures of, of Mars. So I've got Mars there, I've got Earth there, uh, and it's it's a pretty cool study. It's uh, it's pretty much my, uh, I'm just gonna put this back here so you can see me again in the normal mode. There, let's see, hopefully. All right, that should work. So sorry about the, uh, very professional camera work there, but uh, as you can see, it's a very uh, professional setup I've got on my phone, and a little tripod. So today's uh, little rant, totally unscripted, because I don't know what the hell I'm going to say next, is um, about pickup artists. Um, give you a little bit of background on my view of pickup artists on the blog, on my blog, gfilotto.com. You can you can see my. Uh, contempt for them pretty much without any uh, uh, reservation. Uh, I didn't know anything about pickup artists until quite late into it. The book The Game had come out, I didn't know anything about it. And um, I was through, I, I'd uh, sort of given up on relationships with, uh, at my first divorce and a couple of other relationships that I'd tried at had failed pretty spectacularly. <coughs> And then after that, I was just like, well, whatever. So I went through a string of girls in you know a very brief period of time. And what, the way I'd go about this is I, I would be very direct, very honest with them and tell them, look, not really into relationships, I, I don't know, you know. And as soon as they did anything that uh, upset me, um, that I found uh, unacceptable, um, I just nexted them. I just like, okay, bye, we're done. And I'd go through this sort of little routine of, um, you know, I'd see one, two, three, four, sometimes up to five girls at a time. Wouldn't lie to any of them. I'll, you know, some of these girls were very, very, knew very well that I was seeing other women at the same time as, as them and um, because we kind of competed for it anyway. So, you know, not necessarily, I'm not bragging when I say this stuff. You know, some of it is, it's not, I don't, I don't think of it one way or the other. I mean, I wasn't Christian then. I didn't think about this stuff very much. I was just doing what I wanted to do. And um, But being very straightforward with these women. And sometimes after training, I'd go drip for a drink with the guys. And it, it was there, one of these things that, um, you know, a couple of incidents happened. Um, invariably, you know, we'd talk about training, fighting, martial arts, guns, uh, and women. Sometimes... Mostly, it was never me that brought women up, it was these other guys. But they'd seen various women come to pick me up after training, or come to meet me, or come watch training, and you know, there were always kind of different ones, and and they'd asked me about it, and I, I, I've always been very, uh, I don't 
tend to kiss and tell very much, you know, I just do my own thing. I sort of respect the privacy of the women that I was with. And, you know, even talking with friends, I, I, I might, you know, discuss certain details, but not in a way that was necessarily um, disparaging towards the women at all. Um, certainly not to my mind anyway. But um, one of the guys said, hey, you know, have you read this book, The Game? You should read this book. The, the guys in there are just like you and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? You know, I said, no, these guys just go with a lot of women. And I was like, well, what's that got to do with the price of eggs in China sort of thing? But anyway, they, they gave me this book and I was like, oh, okay. And, and I read it and I was like, this is bullshit, you know? I mean, now there are certain parts of the so-called pickup artist uh, stuff that, you know, certain patterns of behavior that certain men have and that other men don't have and that certain men want to copy and whatever, which are um, sort of make sense. And um, But in general, most pickup artist stuff is, is is bullshit and the parts that are not bullshit are used in a way that is wrong so I wanted to discuss that a little bit so that 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 is the general principle right most pickup artist stuff that you read that you get told whatever most of it is is bullshit to some degree or other and the parts that are not bullshit are used in a wrong way are, are um, fundamentally applied sort of in a, in a wrong way and you know this is generic you know Plus, if you're a guy that has to call himself a pickup artist, I mean, you're dick. You're basically a dick, you know. I mean, I'll give you an idea of what, you know. And, and I, I read about these guys and I read some other stuff because I was interested in understanding this phenomenon. You know, there was, there was a time, sort of around 2006, you know, maybe 10 years ago. To talk, I don't know, because I was late onto the scene of this stuff. I mean, I don't think I found out about it until about, I don't know, 2008, something like that, 2007. But it was quite a big thing. There was a lot of products being sold, books and videos and seminars at like $4,000 a pop, you know. <laughs> and and um, I had, by that time, got quite seriously and, and learned quite seriously about hypnosis. And some of the stuff about the pickup artists talked about hypnosis. And so I was also interested in looking into that and seeing what kind of nonsense these guys are doing. Because my take on hypnosis is uh, something it would take me a while to discuss, but in any case, I believe that ethics and hypnosis is paramount. So I was interested in how these guys were thinking, you know, how did they try to apply hypnosis if, if they did. And, and one of them was pretty, was pretty clever, you know, he was pretty good at hypnosis. He was a good hypnotist. He's a good hypnotist. And uh, he went by the name of Hypnotica, or Eric, as his real name is. The weird thing is that you know, I was reading up on their theories and, you know, there was a guy called Mystery and all these people and they were just, it's, it was just such a kind of like geek fantasy almost, right? And the thing is that these so-called pickup artists, you started spotting them. You know, you go out to a club or you go to a bar or something, you'd see these guys wearing like a tuba hat and like goggles and shit. And I was like, fucking hell, you know, look at these people, you know, they're just morons. And invariably, you know, they would end up being two little buddies, like just homoerotically egging each other on and doing nothing. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> one of the funniest places that I saw that at was I went to meet my, uh, my then girlfriend, which, you know, became my second wife and then my second ex-wife. And, 
at a, at a bar that was pretty upscale, you know, sort of the center of the city in London where like a lot of lawyers and bankers go. And I was straight out of training. So I was in a sweaty t-shirt and like, I think camo trousers or something, you know, it's just like, I was completely, I mean, they stopped me at the door and they basically said, dude, you can't come in here. You know, it's sort of like, you can, get away without wearing a tie, but you know, you should be in a suit or like proper clothes and you're like in a fucking t-shirt and, and camel trousers. And I was like, look, man, I'm meeting my girlfriend. She's in there. So I just gave her a quick call and she came with her friends. So there was like eight girls, you know, most of them pretty decent looking. Um, some of them pretty hot all saying, oh, come on to the bouncers. You've got to let this guy in as our friend, you know? <laughs> and it was just like, I just walked in with my t-shirt and, and my fucked up trousers. And and the guys in this place, you know, there was a lot of them, they were like trying to like, you could see they were there, you know, hunting. It was a hunt, hunting ground for, for single men, single women. And the looks I got from, from the men in this place was just like fucking daggers. You know, here comes this guy who's like probably older than most of them, although I present pretty well, so dressed like shit. And I was surrounded by women. I was the only guy and it was like eight single women all talking, laughing, we're all joking and, and having a great time. And these guys are like, you know, they, they, they couldn't do crap to the point where the other girls that were sitting with them, and it was obviously like first dates or meet with friends or whatever. They, they started to like come and talk to the girls that were hanging around my table and started asking, you know, who's this guy? It's <laughs> just, because they, they thought I'm, I don't know, I must be some kind of celebrity or something. And it's bullshit. You know, I was just being me, you know, and th these guys are just with their, uh, I, I did another place. So some guys with a tuba hat and goggles and, you know, their, their so-called peacocking equipment. And, and it was just pathetic to the point where I, just, I actually walked up to them. I said, look, man, what is wrong with you guys? You know, stop doing that shit. Look, I've, this was another place, different place. But again, I was the only guy with like five, six different girls. Um, and I don't, I don't even remember who was there or whatever, but I, I told them, I said, look, that girl over there, she's single. She's a pretty decent girl. Don't be a dickhead. Just go up, talk to her. You know, she's, she's looking, she's looking for some guy. Just go say hello, introduce yourself. And you know, maybe something will come of it. And this was one of the girls that was, you know, sitting together with us and they didn't have the balls to do it. So, and in studying these guys, I started to look into them, you know, look, who were these guys? There, there was a guy that was like, this was the classic pickup artist, as far as I'm concerned, this guy called Mihao, right? And I had all the documentation to prove this somewhere on a, on a hard drive because, um, so this guy, a Polish guy, uh, so this Mihao character, he was all over the internet, you know, he had books and seminars and, and he was going on and on about what a great pickup artist he was and how he created these books about how to uh, pick up women and what you have to do and the kinesthetic movement and the language you need to use and blah, 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 blah. But I looked into this guy a little bit and he was a daddy's boy, right? He, he's uh, working something like IT now and then and spending daddy's money. Daddy had a lot of money. So this guy, and I added it up from various blog posts and stuff that he said and things, and I put it all together. This guy spent half a million dollars, 10 years, and he basically had sex with, you know, he said, uh, probably between 30 and 40 women. Now you gotta know that like a pickup artist that tells you, oh, I've slept with a hundred women, it's probably like 10, right? So, but even if you got his numbers right, so he, he'd taken to bed, 
let's say 40, right? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm 100% sure it isn't that. So he spent half a million dollars over 10 years to have sex with 40 different women. Now, on anybody's scale, this is a complete fuck up in terms of return on investment because, you know, I think I slept with like 40 girls in like two, two years or something like that. And, and when I was just, you know, next thing or whatever, and I sure shit didn't spend half a million dollars. I don't have half a million dollars. I never had half a million dollars. You know, I maybe bought a dinner here and there and whatever, but um, it's, I don't know, it's ridiculous. Think about it, yeah. It, let's say 50 women of half a million dollars to make the numbers easier, right? So, you know, like you can pay for a high-class prostitute, a really high-class one for about 500 bucks an hour, you know, and 500 bucks an hour, call it 100 women, you still only spend 50 grand. You know, you, you go 450 grand left over. So it would have been cheaper for him to hire a couple of professionals long-term, you know, for a couple of years to teach him everything he needed to know about, you know, hanging around with women, having sex, whatever, whatever fetish, weird shit he wanted to do. And look, I'm not advocating prostitution or whatever, but I'm just saying, you know, these guys are ridiculous. They're absolute nonsense. And really, the people that these pickup artists were going after wasn't women, really. It was men, men that were buying their shit and paying their $4,000 seminars. I mean, what are you gonna learn from a guy that has to spend half a million dollars to go to bed with like 40 women? If that, you know, probably like 30 women. This, these are his own words, you know, they were his own. And so that's your average pickup artist, so-called people. And then I did go to one of these seminars with, you know, it wasn't $4,000, it was like, I don't know, 500 bucks or something. And I was single. I'd, plenty of money to, to spread around doing whatever the hell I wanted. And I wanted to go see this guy because of the hypnosis, because he was, he is a good hypnotist. Um, Eric, or Hypnotica, as he called himself. And um, and he was a good hypnotist. And yeah, you know, the, the guy managed some strip club or whatever, so he had plenty of women around and whatever. But, you know, the point is, even this guy who definitely got laid a lot, but so what, you know, is that the, fucking end point of, I mean, I can tell you from personal experience that after a while, you know, when you can pretty much have sex on demand whenever you want, when you've got three, four, five girls that you can call up and say, hey, you know, booty call, and they turn up, you know, they, or they, they'll come to you or they'll, you go to them, whatever, it's, you know, it's fun at first and whatever in their so-called secularized society. You know, if, if you're a hardcore Christian listening to this, you're probably you're fucking hair standing up on end and you're like throwing holy water at the screen. I, I get it. But, um, you know, that the thing is, after a while, you could bore that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's fun. It's okay. You know, it's a new girl, a new pussy and whatever, you know. You, but, you know, so what? After a while, it all blurs together into sort of like one continuous sex sort of marathon. And, but the, the, the evil side or what I call the nefarious side of this pickup artist stuff is that even if it were, you know, the, the, even the bits that are true, sort of like the don't react to women's emotional stuff, you know, which is, is a fair, that's a pretty 
good, but okay, here, here's an example, right? What they call shit tests, you know, like if a woman is like uh, testing you, and they, they do, women do this, they don't, they don't consciously go out to wreck your life like that, but like, testing but that's it, just what they do it's biology you know they're designed to look for the biggest strongest monkey in the group because they know that monkey will protect them and, and feed them and whatever and we don't live in caves anymore and we don't look like monkeys so much anymore but the biology is still there you know so they'll throw little stuff at you and if you like freak out every time that you're like oh my god you know why why, why are you asking me this and why, where are you going with your friends or whatever it's, it's just dumb you know you, you you're gonna but at the same time if you make this like the law, that no matter what emotions a woman shows it to you, you just have to be a cold-hearted bastard. That's bullshit. That's complete fucking bullshit. You know, women are human beings and their brain works completely different from us for very good reasons. Because they're women and they're supposed to have kids and raise kids and that's being mothers. And there's a whole different aspect of life that goes with doing that. So if you ignore, you know, the the... If you completely ignore all the emotional outbursts of, of a woman that you're with, that's bull. You, you're gonna fuck things up. You know, you you you're not gonna be happy. She's not gonna be happy. It's not gonna last, because you have to understand when a woman's emotional bullshit is is bullshit, when it's created by a, an original good function that, however, is twisted in the modern world and and doesn't really apply, and you have to gently lead her out of that bullshit or, or you know when it when it's a real thing when it's a you know if if your wife has a go at you because you're dickhead as a father that's a valid reason she's right shut the fuck up and change you know so it's not about you know and it does tend to lead and i hate using this word because mostly in modern world when the word misogyny is used it's complete bullshit but you know, if you grow, if you grow up on this pickup artist nonsense where you believe that women are these like you know creatures whose only function is you know you can fuck them in every orifice just for your own pleasure and that's it and all you gotta do is do whatever you need to to get that out of them and that's it. You are an empty shell of a human being. You're you're pointless. You don't matter. You you you're you're a negative. You're a net negative. And uh, and most of these pickup artists are jokes as human beings. They're they're complete failures in every aspect of anything that matters to anybody. Um, and I've seen quite a few of them, and I've, I've you know tackled quite a few of them. I've pointed out a couple of things to them, and, and they get really you know they're not happy when you point out the truth to them, and when you show them up with very real facts, with very real uh, things. So. But um, I want to mention something that, um, uh, you know, there's a social-sexual hierarchy that uh, Vox Day came up with about um, sigmas, gammas, and it's very interesting because, you know, again, when I first saw it and I first glanced at it, I thought, oh, well, this is, you know, pick-up artist bullshit. But then I, I, lo I looked at it a bit more, and, and um, since then, Vox has done a couple of videos on it, and he's explained a bit more what he meant by each one of the classifications, and it's not just nothing to do specifically just to pick up artistry or, or, or the sexual uh, relationship between men and women. It's a generic pattern of what men are like. There are different types of men. And it's brilliant in the way that it's, you know, it's generic. You've got to keep in mind it's generic and it's fractal. So while a guy can be a situational alpha in certain things, he'll probably be a beta in most other things or whatever. Um, 
A parallel to this is a very brilliant film that I saw many years ago called The Thin Red Line. And, you know, people thought it was a war movie. It's not a war movie, it's set in war. But that film is about what the Japanese call Do. You know, they say Karate Do. Empty hand way. Do is the way. So, The Thin Red Line is a film about different men types, different men's ways of dealing with extreme situations like war and there are there's going to be characters in that film that you relate to more than others and uh, the character i related to the most uh, that in that film was uh, the character played by sean penn because it's purely individualistic he's brave but he doesn't give a shit about the status of the, the being brave you know he saves a guy and this, the captain, who's just a poor little guy who can't handle everything, says, oh, I'll commend you for a medal. <laughs> and this sergeant, you know, the Sean Penn character, says, if you dare to commend me for a medal, I'm going to leave you in the shit you're to do it by yourself. You're going to get yourself killed because I'm not going to help you anymore. Fuck you. You don't, you don't dare to try and give me a medal for that. Because he's real, you know, he's a man. He's, he's, and he doesn't give a shit about the, the accolades and the bullshit. And he knows it's all bullshit. And he knows that they're just trying to kill you and nobody cares sort of thing. Right at the end, he says something like, all you got to do in this world is find one person that's worth it and live with them and try and make an island for yourself and get, you know ignore all the bullshit. So in, in that respect, uh, that character is uh, what I think Vox calls a, a sigma. But there's an interesting, um, in one of his recent videos, Vox mentioned this. And you know when he came up with the classific classification of sigma everybody especially all the gammas wanted to be sigmas i'm a sigma i'm a sigma you know and, and it became a joke where it's like in order to be a sigma you have to dual wield cold 45s while hanging upside down from a helicopter you know killing enemies or something and it's it's just hilarious because you know vox is a sigma and i'm a sigma and it's like it's a pretty clear pattern, you know, like uh, the, the people that know me that I, I had a recent uh, email conversation with a guy who I respect quite a lot, who's definitely an alpha, you know, and he's sort of a leader of a pack type of thing. And we had some, I wouldn't even say disagreement. We had, we were sharing our philosophies of certain things, life, Christianity and so on. And, you know, and I said, look, you know, before we start having this conversation, let's just get something clear. You know, I, I know you're the alpha of this little group that we're both kind of in. And I don't give a shit because, you know, I'm also kind of a sigma. And, you know, forget about all the jokes and all that shit. You know, I don't I don't care about any stuff. And his response to me was like, yeah, dude, there's, there's no need to belabor the obvious. You know, if, you, if you're not a sigma, the whole classification has no meaning. <laughs> so... It's quite interesting, though, because what Vox said about sigmas, that's absolutely true, is that, you know, this is the result of damage when you're very young. And as he was saying, you know, it turned out very well for him. Um, you know, although his wife mentioned to him and said, uh, look, just because it turned out well for you, the fact that you're kind of a sociopath in, in how, you, how you act towards the rest of society, the fact that the rest of society has no effect on you pretty much because you're just doing your own thing and doesn't mean it's necessarily a good thing you know it's kind of worked out for you for us and it, it's a good thing for but you know it doesn't mean that it's good in general and he admitted that you know which uh, I think is quite nice of him because uh, you know I've, I've noticed Vox is a little bit protective understandably so right understandably so protective of certainly of his family which is good and sometimes of his of his own weaknesses because you know the guys had people go after him for 15 years you know um, so it's only natural 
but um and he you know he, he said that and and uh, he, he made he made a comment he said you know it worked out well for me to be this this way to be a sigma but the fact is it could have been disastrously wrong if you know if I'd married the wrong woman, for example. And I burst out laughing. I was watching the video when he said this, and I literally burst out laughing, because it's like, well, that's kind of... If you look at Sigma life going disastrously wrong this in the dictionary, that would be my picture there, you know. And I, I, I sent him a little email actually telling him that. But um, it's interesting, because this pickup artist stuff, you know, it's bullshit. You gotta understand. Human beings are human beings. Women are women. Men are men. You know. You 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 have to. It's it's like a brainwashing, kind of nonsense. And if you believe it as gospel, you're gonna go terribly very wrong. So, here's the one and only piece of advice that I'm gonna give as a pick apartist philosophy. Right. If you want to, you know. And there are legitimate reasons, okay? Like, if you're a lonely guy who's maybe five foot two, ugly and fat, and doesn't know how to get with women, you're lonely, or maybe you're a bit autistic and you don't know how to deal with people, you know, I get it. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be with somebody that, that everyone wants to be happy and feel loved and be loving towards somebody, right? Unless you're demonically infested and some real evil piece of shit like Hillary Clinton, you know, probably eats children for, for to, to try and feel better about herself, you, you, you're going to want that. And, and if you're a guy that, you know, I mean, let's be honest here. We're not all good-looking, smart, intelligent people like me, you know, with a full head of hair and all that. Um, you know, s some guys are, are lonely or alone. They don't know how to talk to women. They're shy. They've had a bad upbringing. They've had bad examples for fathers or no fathers and they grew up in an all-female environment where everything that you're told about what women want is bullshit because women haven't got a clue what they want they'll tell you that they want certain things and 90% of it is fucking nonsense you know they, they'll tell you that they, you know they want a b and c and really they'll go for x y and z and they don't even know why they're doing it there's a whole reason for that whatever but so you know there are a lot of guys especially in the modern world, you know, but that had boomer parents that, that haven't got a clue, right? But here's my advice to you. You don't need to be super intelligent. You don't need to be particularly good looking or anything like that. Here's a Russian proverb that women uh, have. Russian women have this proverb and it's, a man only needs to be slightly prettier than a monkey. And, you know, and um, when I found this out and I told some of my Russian girlfriends, um, that I had in the past, they uh, they said, well, and, and you know, you uh, you're just under that line, <laughs> you know, so have a pretty good sense of humor too. But it's true, you know, as a man, obviously, look, if you're fat, short, and hairy or something, you know, start eating correctly, cut out all sugar, you know, cut out carbs as much as you can, go to the gym. Learn to swim. Learn to do something. Become good at something. It doesn't matter what. Right, it really doesn't matter what. Become good at something, get better looking, you know. Do what you can with what you got. Okay, you don't have to be, you know, Brad Pitt or whatever. Do the best with what you got and start engaging with women. Start talking to women. You know, start just never mind trying to go to bed with them. Join a yoga class, right? It doesn't matter if you're the only guy there, you don't have to wear a skin tight leotard 
crawls up your butt. You can if you want, but it's up to you. You know, just go go join a yoga class. There's plenty of women there, and just talk to them. Don't try and take them to bed. Just say hi, how are you? You know, whatever. Have a conversation. Just be in an environment that allows you to be yourself around women. And then, you know, from there, you can start to see who's the single girl. You know, maybe she's a little bit interested, maybe not. Go, go for it. You know, try, ask them out, ask them for a drink, ask them to go for coffee, ask them to go for dinner. It doesn't matter. You get shut down. Pick yourself up and go again. Okay? Because becoming good at interacting with other human beings is a skill like anything else. All right? And I'm still learning. You're going to learn. Everybody's still learning. Right. If you want to become a good martial artist, what do you do? You don't do it by reading a book. You don't do it by listening to some bullshit that the guy's telling you about, you know, I'm a Krav Maga expert and you need to do this. You're not going to learn it from a video. You go to a class and you get the shit kicked out of you until you become better. That's, that's how you learn. You make mistakes and you get better. So it's the same thing. You want to become good at, you know, good. And what does good mean? You want to become able to find a woman that fits with you that fits with you, with your philosophy of life, with how you want to be, with the number of kids you want to have, whatever, where you can talk to her enough and you can present yourself enough to her that you can engage enough with her that it gives you a chance to have a relationship with her. That's a valid reason, you know, that's a valid thing to want to do in life. That's a good thing to want to do in life. So that's my advice. You don't need to be super intelligent, you don't need to be super brave, you don't need to be super rich. You only need one thing to do this and eventually succeed. How long it takes you to succeed, there's a number of factors involved, but you only need one thing, a pair of balls. Okay, so if you've got a pair of balls attached, check, you know, reach down, take a grab. If you've got a pair of balls, that's it, that's all you need. Go, talk to women, make your mistakes, make your fuck ups, start to learn from your mistakes. Start to learn that if a woman rejects you, maybe it's not you. Maybe it's her. Maybe she's on a period. Maybe she's got a boyfriend she didn't tell you about. Maybe she just doesn't like your face. And so what? I've had women tell me, oh, you'd be great, but you're just too tall. You know? And, and, and you know, because I asked them. I would also ask them, you know, if they said, you know, if, you know, if, if the conversation, I'd say, okay, cool. We're not going to, this is not going to happen between us. And sometimes it would be me making that decision, sometimes it would be them. But when it was them, and I was, you know, comfortable enough by then that I would say, yeah, that's fine. Because I was also pretty quick about it, you know. Like, like, do we like each other? Do we not like each other? We're going to explore this goes or not. That's over coffee, you know, first date. <laughs> so, and sometimes they said no. And I said, okay, but th that's cool. You know, I've I got no problem with that. Can you just tell me from your perspective what it is that you... And, you know, they'd be shy at first. Some of them wouldn't want to say and... But I say, no, look, honestly, and they'd realize that I'm not lying. I wasn't bullshitting because, you know, women have got a pretty good bullshit detector. I say, look, just tell me, you know, what is it? Is it my face? Is it my, you know, whatever. I, I don't mind. I don't mind what it is, but it's just for myself. I want to know, you know. And some of them would say, oh, you're too intense or, uh, you know, and, and I remember one said, look, actually, you're kind of perfect. The only thing is you're too tall for me. <laughs> She was pretty short. <laughs> I, was, I actually laughed. I was like, you know, that's thanks, you know, for being so honest. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes it's just that. There's nothing you can do about that. You know, there's no point getting upset about it. It's just stupid, you know. 
And remember this, there's someone for anybody out there, okay? I, I, um, I've known women that would only find short, slightly accident-looking people, you know what I mean? Like guys whose faces look like they've just been mangled in a car accident or, you know, they're all lopsided and asymmetric, whatever. There's a woman out there that thinks you're the best thing to slice bread. She might not know it straight away. She might not pick up on it right away. But over time, if you can spend some time with them, engage them, you know, like talk with them, have sex with them, you know, whatever, it's there will be somebody out there for you that's right for it. You know, it doesn't matter who you are. There is somebody out there for you. Now, the thing is, another thing that the pickup artists do, which is bullshit, is they... I say they, they grade women, you know, from one to ten, and we we all know this story, right? And if you if you really want to look at a brilliant piece of work on the scale of one to ten of um, crazy hot matrix, look at the original crazy hot matrix by the guy who did that with the graph. Brilliant, it's brilliant. But there's a very important piece of information in that very funny video about you know the hot crazy matrix, and it's that he says any woman can appear anywhere in this chart. You cannot get at one data point from one woman and think, oh, she's ugly, unfunny, and, and, and sane. No, that same woman can end up being super hot and crazy the next day, you know. And it's only, he said, you know, it's only as if you've got a cluster of data points that you can get a generic idea. And he's absolutely right. Because women can really go the gamut. I'll, I'll give you another um, example that, you know, I used to go to... Um, all sorts of cultish sort of seminars for fun, kind of as, a, as an experiment to see how different types of people try to brainwash you in different ways. I went to churches, I went to evangelical churches, I went to like self-help seminars, I went to firewalks, you, you name it. I used, to, I used to go and check these things out just to, to entertain myself with what level of bullshit these people are trying to feed you. Anyway, one of these seminars, there was this um, these women that were being... The, 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 I can't remember the whole details, but there was some aspect of like, you know, women not being themselves and not allowing their own energy and their own sort of uh, artistic uh, free flowing of, of beauty and, uh, and, and femininity express itself. And one of the women that was picked on to, to sort of have this conversation was a, an obese woman. She, I mean, she was like, you know, really large. Um, she didn't have sort of the hanging over belly, but she was really huge and, you know, she was a wardrobe. Young, you know, uh, I would say probably under 30, but um, not an unpretty, you know, a face that would have looked probably pretty if you'd taken 30 pounds off it. But anyway, and uh, so the guy said, yeah, well, you know, and, and he, he managed to talk to her, the guy that was doing this presentation, whatever, he managed to speak to her in a way that got her to like, just... You know, let let loose. Just be who you who you act how you you know take your top off or something. And this lady started to dance, and she started to move dancing, and she she genuinely allowed her natural female, I don't know what you call it, and she just started to get into the music and let herself just shake her body and move around. And she was an obese woman. And I swear to you that every man in the room, including me at that moment in time said, you know, in my mind, I remember because I'm slightly Asperger's, you know, I, I, I remember the exact thought thinking, 
wow, look at that. She's like sort of, as far as I'm concerned, generally sort of repulsive. But right now, in this moment, she looks like one of those, I don't know, ancient, you know, sort of goddess of fertility. There were all these huge fat statues. And just imagine, you know, just being in that or with that or just banging away at it. And I was like, I could even sort of see myself doing that almost, you know, and it was like amazing. A woman's character, a woman's ability to be female is so powerful that it can even overcome to a certain extent her looks, which is much more important for a man than the other way around. So your character, your personality, your ability to be a man and so on is much more important for a woman than the way you look. Much more so than for a man, how a woman looks, you know. And, you know, some of us are wired in a way that a woman has to have that sort of minimum look for me to even consider it as a, as a long-term thing. And I'm not proud of that. I'm not saying that's a good thing, you know. Maybe I'm just a shallow pig, but... Um, Whatever, you know, that there are certain things that I need for, for me to, to consider even a, a long-term relationship with somebody. Uh, anyway, so my one piece of advice to you, if you want to get good with women, is practice. You know, go and meet women. Talk with them. Be in their company. Ask them out until you find a, something that where they don't just say, Oh, jeez, now get back from me. And all of this takes is courage. That's all it takes courage you know if you're not courageous enough to go up to a woman and start talking with her you'll probably die alone and learn from your mistakes you know that's it that's all you gotta do forget all the other pickup artist bullshit and remember that women are people too you know they're, they're human beings they've got their own dreams and wishes and desires and emotions weird logic that's not linear but still there's a logic there to it and I, you know i'm not gonna pretend to try and talk about that because that's like uh, i don't know that's a lifetime's worth of work and uh, can't do that in a little bit of video whatever but i don't think of women as just these like things where you have to behave in certain robotic patterns you know that that's the autistic geek computer programmer thinking that i could just hypnotize a woman to be with me yeah that's bullshit you know, it's fucking nonsense. So, no, I don't I don't agree with uh, the whole pickup artist stuff. I make fun of them. They're losers. And if you're going to use the real aspects of, of the so-called pickup artist thing, which is the understanding of how women's minds and, and behaviors in, in society function, you know, use them for good. Use them for, for good. Like try to make people's lives better. Whether you're in a short-term relationship, whether it's a, you know, I mean, I've had very meaningful, very brief relationships that were maybe just a couple of hours sometimes, but it was a mutually empowering for, for, for both sets. You know, and I know that women looking at this are thinking, oh, well, but the women didn't like it or whatever. No, that's not always true. Generally, it's true, you know, that women will feel used and whatever, but there, there have been a, met them or been with them with women that are like I just want to try out this sex thing with you and that's what I want to test with you and I want to figure that out and they were when they were done they were done and you know we went our separate ways with like hey thanks very much that was interesting again I'm not you know saying that that's necessarily good or whatever but 
I don't think it's as evil as people think it is if you if done in the correct way. You know, if you lie, cheat, steal in order to just bait some woman and, and like you know to have another notch on your belt, that's that's kind of wrong. I think that's bullshit. But you know, ultimately, obviously, the purpose is to try and get with one woman, have kids with her, or stay with her, or grow old and die to, with her. You know, that's the the optimum. And in today's world, that's that's an achievement if you manage to do that, you know. So don't beat yourself up if you fucked it up a couple of times. Happens to the best of us. And if you have fucked it up a couple of times, you know, you're not dead yet. Doesn't matter how old you are. If you're a man, you, you always have some lee a lot more leeway in that than if you're a woman. So you know, realize that too. And uh, and realize that the False expectations. That's that's one of the more evil things that these so-called pickup artists go and say. Oh well, you got to be with a with a with a hot girl that's at least a ten or a nine. Otherwise, it's not worth it, and you're a loser. And most of these guys, you know, they wouldn't get with a woman that's a ten if they paid for it. Honestly, they wouldn't know what to do. And you know, what's a ten? I mean, like I've 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 known women that are physically spectacular, but that I wouldn't. Fuck, it would be hard to have a conversation with them because I just, oh, the nonsense that comes out of their mouth and the way their brain works, it's just not worth it. And I've known women that are, you know, not particularly attractive. Um, and most of those I haven't been to bed with, but that I'm pretty good friends with because their personality, their character is good, you know. And I've, I've had pretty much everything in between now. And you gotta know what your own level is, you know. If if you're gonna start grading human beings by like a scale of one to ten, then my first question to you is, what's your number? What's your number? And if you have to reduce it to just one number, that's it. That's your number, you know. It doesn't matter that you might be a ten here and a two there. No, what's your number? What's your number? And if you're grading other human beings on that thing, remember that you've got a number too. You've got to have a number, right? So, what's your number? And if you're not a 10, why the fuck do you think you should be with a 10? You know, very few people are 10. I mean, as a general rule in grading, you know, when I was doing karate competitions, whatever, I didn't give 10. It doesn't exist. You know, in the Olympics, judges that give a 10. Never seen it. I don't, you know, some judges will give a 10, and I'm thinking, idiot, 10 is perfection. And perfection doesn't exist. I've been with women that are 9.9s, physically. And mentally, they're usually a mess, but... You know, the 10 doesn't really exist. So think about it. You know, if that's how you grade the female of the species, then what number are you? What number are you? One number. And then if, if that sort of hits you the wrong way, then start to think about it a little bit more. Maybe you're a 10 in computer programming. That's not very attractive to women. And maybe you're a 3 in your looks. Maybe you're a 3 in your physical health. Maybe you're a three in your age because you're in your 60s. You know, whatever. It's it's fractal, right? You're not one thing. If you reduce all a human being to one thing, then... So these are patterns. You know, and try to avoid the patterns of behavior that crazy women that, that are going to be bad for you have. Sometimes you're going to learn that by trial and error, you know. Hello. Yeah. I drink wine. I don't go to these meetings, you know. 
I heal myself. <laughs> no, so, and you know, it doesn't matter how many times you screw up. If you're still alive, you're still on earth, you can reset, you know, you can try again. You know, I mean, it took me three times to get it right, so. There's another important thing, you know, you can't predict the future, you can't predict life always, you know. One of the, when I first met, the first time I met Vox in Paris, we were talking to some younger guys and trying to inspire them a little bit. And he said something that is absolutely true, that I agree with 100%. And he said, you know, look, I'm going to be 50 soon. This was a few years ago. He's 50 now, and I'm going to be 50 this year. And um, he said, but even if my wife left me, you know, and, and you know, ran off with Milo, because <laughs> Milo was there. <laughs> Milo's very gay, so that would have been unlikely. But anyway, I said, you know, say she runs off with Milo, because he's more entertaining or whatever. What would I do? Would I get crushed? And I, no, I'd find some other woman, probably younger, you know, just to get back at her a bit, maybe, and, and start again, you know, and, and it's true. That's what you got to do. You know, you if you're a man, just keep going. And so there you go. That's my little rant against pickup artists. I think most of it is bullshit. It's not bullshit. It's, it's being discussed in a way that's wrong. And all you got to do if you want to find the right woman is start to know women, start to meet women, start to talk to them, you know. It's not going to kill you, it's not that difficult, you know, just start talking to them. You know, it's it's not that hard, they're just people, you know, like everybody else. So, there's that. And as a little, um, yeah, that that's that for the pickup artist video, that's it.